Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Monday, February 7th, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to go over a nice five-game Monday NBA main slate that has two games at seven, two at eight, and one at nine. So a nice, tidy, put-together slate tonight with some good games uh, for DFS purposes. So quickly, as you jump in, if you're watching on YouTube, a quick thumbs up, hit that subscribe button, give us a little comment, and while you're at it, hit that little bell in the upper corner. That'll alert you every time one of our podcasts posts. Uh, if you're listening audio-wise, wherever our podcasts land, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we are everywhere. Quick uh, five stars and comment. You'll be in a drawing at the end of the month for a free full week of DFS Coach Talk. All right, we're going to dive into this on Monday. We know everybody's getting off to a busy week. It's Super Bowl week. It's a big week for us here at DFS Coach Talk. We're very excited about uh, this entire week. I mean, basketball every day, a really good golf tournament, and then the Super Bowl. So uh, we're going to get after it and uh, definitely uh, check us out as the week goes on for the podcasts and everything else that we're posting. Uh, appreciate everybody tuning in, and we are going to get right into this whole five-game set here. First game, 7 o'clock, Miami Heat at the Washington Wizards. It is Miami minus 5.5. It's a 209.5 total, 107.5 implied for Miami, 102 for the Washington Wizards. Miami comes in 34-20. and 20. Uh, Spolster's coaching the all-star team uh, for the East because of their record. And Washington is 24 and 28 and not going in the right direction. And that reminds me, this is trade deadline week on top of everything else. Uh, we'll do a trade deadlines uh, special podcast uh, on Thursday. That is the, the final deadline day. We uh, sort of talk about all the moves, what's gone on and uh, how it's going to affect all the teams from a DFS perspective uh, going forward. So look look out for that special podcast uh, coming up on Thursday. Washington will probably be one of the teams shaking it up. They've had a really terrible stretch here. Uh, I guess there's some you know discomfort in the locker room there, people not getting along, uh, a couple people calling out Dinwiddie and the coach. So uh, expect some changes there. It's going to be a busy week. Uh, we obviously saw that first trade come down. Uh, well, two now. Lavert has uh, gone to the Cavaliers, which will make them uh, pretty pretty tough, man. That what a great ad for them, uh, and really didn't have to give anything up. And then you've got uh, that Clippers upgrade where they picked up Covington and Powell. So just the start of of all of it, and expect Washington to be right in the middle of that. So as far as injuries go in this first game, Miami-Washington, Jimmy Butler questionable. You know, we get that a lot, and uh, we never know if he's playing or sitting. When he's questionable, he's usually truly questionable, either in or out. But we seem to get that news early enough. So it is the first game. We should be fine. Uh, but Hero, Martin, and Struess are also questionable. So you've got four key guys uh, all on the questionable piece there for Miami. So that'll shake up the, the uh, slate one way or the other. So we'll keep an eye very close on that. 
Morris, Akpala, and Oladipo remain out. For Washington, they have two guys out. Bradley Beal and Daniel Gafford are not going to lace them up today. So statistically speaking, we know we've got not the greatest pace teams here. Miami's 26th and Washington 19th. Uh, Miami's defense has been very solid and they remain fifth overall in the league. Washington down to 21. So a lot of interesting news here on the Miami side. That's going to mean everything. Uh, obviously, if Butler's in, he's very playable. Uh, Bam's been on a real a hot streak of late. He's certainly a guy at 9K that you can look at. A little more expensive than he's been, but he has been playing up to that uh, level. So then depending on all those guards, you know, we have to get the news. It's that simple. You know, Heroes, uh, Struess, Martin have been in that rotation uh, that would certainly affect uh, guys like Duncan Robinson at 3-6, make him uh, almost a must-play if those guys are out, if he plays, you know, in that scenario close to 40 minutes. Lowry would be back in the picture also. So let's get the news there. I definitely wouldn't mind having uh, a, a good, solid uh, representation for Miami here, especially if they're shorthanded and that usage gets knocked down to a few key guys. So we'll follow that for you. Um, as far as the Washington side goes, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie was not good at all the last game around. I went with him at 6-2 today. He was similar price then. Uh, just like I say, there's just a lot of confusion there. Rahul Neto got a lot of minutes. Uh, Aaron Holiday actually had a decent game. I'm really not interested in any of those guys. Uh, Kuzma, you could consider it 7-4, but again, they're going against that tough Miami defense. They don't know what they're doing right now. They're trying to play uh, all their guys, Harrell, Hashimura, Avdia, Kispert, you know, Neto, po uh, Caldwell Pope, uh, Brian Kuzma. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. They're, they don't know what they're doing. They're going the wrong direction. Washington's more than likely going to be a pass for me. Unless Butler sits and Kuzma's playing, that would be the only guy I'd consider. All right, let's dive right into the second 7 o'clock game. Uh, it is the Toronto Raptors at the Charlotte Hornets. Toronto's favored by 2.5. It's a 2.25 total, 113.75 for Toronto, and 111.25 for the Charlotte Hornets. Toronto comes in 28-23. Charlotte is 28-26. Not much news in this game, unusual for this day in the NBA. Dragic is out. What a shock. And uh, I still hear rumors he's coming to the Mavs during this uh, trade deadline with a buyout. So I'm hoping that happens. And then for Charlotte, Jalen McDaniels is also out. But other than that, both of these teams are at full strength, which really in DFS purposes anymore, when teams are at full strength, strength it's a downgrade for us because We've been finding so many players out for so many teams that you get that giant usage bump uh, for guys that you can go to. And this game is a perfect example of how it makes it a lot tougher. You've got a great, you know, really solid total, I should say, at 225, a close spread at two and a half and, and two teams that can score the ball. But it, it comes back down to that, you know, usage share. With Van Vliet at 8.5, Trent at 6.3, and Anobi 7.3, Barnes 6'9 and Siakam at 9'2. 
you get a lot of, you know, medium to upper medium price guys. So you're not getting any value on any of those. All five of them, I think, are priced a little high. And even the guys off the bench, like Achua at 3.6 and Boucher at 4.9, uh, their price actually right for what they've been uh, contributing. So I know they play tons of minutes and, uh, you know, they're usually a really good play. Charlotte's defense is not very good at all. And their pace is fantastic. So, you're, you know, it really does press you to, to try to get some Charlotte exposure here. Uh, but I wish the prices were a little better. Uh, Toronto's 22nd in pace, by the way. Charlotte is number one now. They're the fastest paced team in the league. They surpassed Houston uh, as of today. Defensively, you've got two teams not that good, 16th and 22nd. So very, you know, you can really target this game. Uh, the question is, where do you target it? You know, it's uh, I expect Rogier to guard Van Vliet, but Van Vliet's been on fire, so 8-5 is actually normal for him. Uh, the guy that could get a little bit of a, a bump here as far as uh, who he's def who's defending him is Gary Trent. He's 6-3. He's in play, and Anobi's starting to show signs uh, at 7-3. Scotty Barnes has been slow to get back into full tilt since his last uh, time he had to sit, uh, but he's starting to pick it up. And then, you know, Siakam on the right day is a great play at 9-2 because they go small. Uh, Charlotte's great to attack in the paint as, as well, so Siakam has to be on, on the uh, list. Uh, as far as on the other side of the ball, you know, you got LaMelo Ball at 9-4, which is a big price, um, you know, against a team here that has decent enough pace, but not good, uh, that's for sure. But Charlotte plays so fast that, you know, that's a big help on that side of the ball. So you could look at him if you want to go cheaper with a 7-1 Rogier. Hayward's all the way down to 5K, which is seems to be like too cheap to, to pass up. Um, and he's, but he should get tough defense in Ananobi. Miles Bridges, you know, can have blow up games at 7 7, but he's probably going to get the rookie Scotty Barnes defense, and, and he's tough. Uh, they may even play Barnes on LaMelo Ball a little bit. That's how versatile Barnes is. So I say all that to say I like this game. I think it's necessary. I just don't like the pricing. So I think I don't think I'm going to be loading up as much as the game indicates. Uh, probably just figure out which Raptor I really want to target and then try to follow it up with some value uh, on the Charlotte side. All right, uh, we have two 8 o'clock games. The first one is the Phoenix Suns at the Chicago Bulls. Phoenix is favored by 7.5. It's a 228.5 total, so it is the biggest total on the board. 118 implied for the Suns, 110.5 uh, for the Chicago Bulls. This should be a fun game to watch. For sure. Phoenix in a very impressive 42 and 10. Chicago solid 33 and 20. Uh, guys that are out for Phoenix Kaminsky, Nader, Payne, Sarich, and Shamit. <clears throat> for Chicago, the big news will be Zach Levine. He is questionable, and Kobe White is questionable. So, how it affects that backcourt, uh, huge news with both of those guys. Uh, we know that uh, Derek Jones Jr. is doubtful. Lonzo Ball, Caruso, and Williams all remain out for the Chicago Bulls. 
Statistically speaking, we have Chicago on the second night of a back-to-back. So how will that affect things for them? That we have to really look at here. Could take a few minutes off the veterans like DeRozan and Vuk. Uh, and if Levine plays, uh, we'll see you know, what, how that will affect his minutes. We'll look for some coach speak and some beat writer info. We'll be posting those updates in Discord throughout the afternoon. Uh, Phoenix is eighth in pace, Chicago 18th. So middle of the road there. Phoenix second in the league in defense. Chicago's all the way down to 20. So they are giving up a decent amount of points, especially lately. That's why you have this large 228 and a half total. So a lot of things to look at here. You know, this this is a, a, a nice showcase game for Phoenix to continue to prove that they're the best team in the league right now. No doubt about it. They are the best team in the NBA at this point in the season. Uh, but the prices aren't aren't very friendly. You've got Chris Paul at 9-6 and Devin Booker at 8-9, so a lot of commitment there. Uh, you do get a decent price on Mikhail Bridges at 6-1. He's had some really good games lately, but a little bit of inconsistency. Jay Crowder's 4-1, but you know you, he's splitting minutes with Cam Johnson. I, I don't like that split of minutes. DeAndre Ayton, always dangerous at 7-2, but JaVale McGee is getting good minutes as his backup at 3-5, and they haven't even, you know, really dusted off Bismack Biombo, who was carrying them for a while. So a uh, little bit too much depth there for our purposes in DFS. So really it's, you know, do you pull the trigger on either Paul or Booker uh, or go with the value in Bridges? Definitely want uh, some uh, ownership in this game, no doubt about it. On the Chicago side, obviously the Levine news is huge, uh, but you know you, there's some decent deals here. You know, Desun moves six two, little volatile, no question about it. Uh, I keep playing Javante Green, and he keeps getting six seven x every night, and he's only four two. So I know that he's going to have an off game, and if he does, it's probably going to be against the Suns, who are so fantastic defensively. Um, but man, Green is really starting to come into a solid, consistent player, and at 4-2, until they get him up into the fives, he's going to be really tempting just to continue to plug in there as a value play. DeMar DeRozan has been phenomenal. Uh, he's 9-8, so that one stings for sure. But, man, is he playing fantastic basketball. I mean, I've enjoyed watching him. Uh, he's been the best player on this team, hands down, no doubt about it. Big commitment in price there. But with a good total, if this game is going to go back and forth, DeRozan's probably the key guy to go to. So I definitely am considering going up to that 90 number. I think it's going to scare some people away because everybody knows Phoenix plays great defense. But if if I could get DeRozan a little under-owned, uh, I think he's just such a fantastic play. Uh, Vuk's all the way up to 10-1, a little pricey for me with the solid interior defense of Aiton and McGee and, and Crowder and the guys. So uh, not going to target Vuk. Uh, Kobe White is questionable too. So if, if Kobe and Levine sit, you have to consider some other things here as super value, especially in GPPs. You may get a Matt Thomas. You may get some Troy Brown Jr. Uh, so, you know, let's stay tuned and follow that news. Because if some of those guys are going to get 25, 30 minutes at, at cheap prices, 
Thomas is the, the dead men three and Brown three seven. So they could come into play and it also could elevate to soon and make them worth that six, two. So let's see how that plays out. Uh, definitely have to have representation on both sides of this game. Uh, not only is it the best game of the night, but it's a really good DFS game as well. All right. The other eight o'clock game, it's the golden state warriors at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Golden State is a 12 and a half point favorite. So we have the big blowout alert possibility here. But even as a 12 and a half point favorite, the total's only 213. So this just reeks of a, a scary game for DFS, one that we don't want to have to probably sweat much here. Uh, 112.7 implied, uh, five implied for the Warriors, just 100.25 for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So no respect there at all and respect to the Golden State defense. Golden State comes in 40 and 13. The Thunder are 17 and 35. Right now, the questionable players for Golden State are Iguodala and Porter. We know Bialica, Draymond, and Weissman are still out. For the Thunder, the big news is Lou Dort. That just does change a lot of things for them defensively and also impacts the usage offensively. So we need to follow that closely on Dort's questionable tag. SGA still out, Muscala, JRE, Roby, and Wiggins all out. So with Oklahoma City actually having a bunch of guys out now, and they went a long time uh, not having anybody out, it definitely brings a bunch of other players uh, into play. Um, as we look at this from the stats side, we've got Golden State the ninth pace. Oklahoma City the 15th, so not a bad pace game for that super low 213 total. Problem is Golden State's the number one team still defensively. Even though they've played this stretch without Draymond, they have maintained that number one defensive rating, and the Thunder have continued to get better. Uh, I watched them specifically in that game against Dallas, and they really put the, the screws to Dallas defensively, but all that changes if Dort sits. If Dort sits... Uh, he's one of those impactful guys that changes the whole entire landscape of the defense, similar to Draymond, what he does for Golden State. But Golden State's been able to maintain that uh, even with his absence, like I said. So uh, we'll see if Dort's in uh, definitely hurts the game as far as from the defensive side uh, for Golden State scoring. But <clears throat> if he sits, it definitely brings some more Thunder guys into play. Um, I think Josh Giddy at 7-8 is a great play. Trey Mann at 4-9 is really stepping up and taking that two-guard role. Um, after that, you know, Mamadi Diakade, the, the center, he's only 3-7. He has proven that he can play. Uh, I think he's a decent play. He's not probably going to blow the roof off, but at that price, uh, you can. I think he's a good value play uh, in this matchup. Uh, nobody smashes the Warriors, though, and that's the, the concern. So I don't want to stack up Thunder, that's for sure. But, you know, to go up to a Giddy or to get the value with Man or Diakate would be the two places I'd go, especially if Dort is out. Uh, for Golden State, if Dort sits, uh, you know, I think you could bring a couple of guys into play if you want to go with uh, a buy-up and then a value play. Curry's 10-5, so I'm not sure... He's going to be needed, you know, full tilt in this game, uh, especially if it gets lopsided. 
you could still, uh, you know, bite off either Clay Thompson at 6'3 or Andrew Wiggins at 6'5. Both very fair prices for two guys that can get there pretty easily against a much lesser team in, in the Thunder. But, you know, the question is, how long does it stay close? How much run do they get? That's going to be the key. So uh, certainly not my favorite game, but not my least favorite game, even though it's the lowest number on the board. Uh, let's get that Dort news and see if we can get uh, one off on each side here. All right, the late night sweat game all by itself. It's a 9 p.m. game. New York Knicks at the Utah Jazz. Utah's favored by eight and a half. You've got a 218 and a half total, 105 implied for the Knicks, 113.5 for the Utah Jazz. Coming into this game, uh, Knicks are 24 and 29. Utah is 32 and 21. D Rose is the only designation right now for the Knicks. He is out. And then for Utah, we have two questionable players, Jordan Clarkson and Rudy Gay. And we know Rudy Gobert continues to be out. Statistically speaking, Knicks slow 27th. Utah somewhat middle of the road at 13th. Uh, defensively, though, the Knicks are up to 9th. And Utah still sitting at 13th. So you have two teams with uh, definitely a better defensive rating than some of these matchups. 218.5, you know, pretty low but still not out of uh, stretch here. So as far as realistically, you know, looking at some players from this game. Representation-wise, you know, you're going to have uh, Kemba and Fournier in the backcourt, again, both being very inconsistent. Hard to count on them, especially with Burks and Quickly and Grimes. They're just a very difficult backcourt to target at all. Where you can look, though, is R.J. Barrett at 7, Julius Randle at a fair 8-8, which isn't that bad at all. Uh, Center-wise, Mitchell Robinson at 5-2 is, is a fair price. I mean, he's always a bit of a risk because of his file trouble and such, and he does have Noel and Gibson behind him. But he's been getting a lot of stocks, you know, and the eight blocks the other night. You know, that kind of stuff gets your attention. And he's not the worst play at 5-2 on a slate that does not have good buy-up center action like we've seen lately. So a lot of different options on these builds today. This is going to be a really fun slate because there's not a whole lot of chalk. I'm telling you right now, it's just everybody's going to have different ideas of their builds. You're going to have some, you know, some stars and scrubs, especially if the news drops. But I think you're going to see more of a medium build today than we've seen in the last couple of weeks because there's just a lot of mid-priced players that are in decent spots and, you know, not quite as much value yet. Uh, and not really the, you have to go to <clears throat> pay up guys like the Jokers and Lucas and Giannis. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. There's, there's definitely some exposure there to the Knicks. I think that is feasible for the jazz. Uh, you know, without the big, you've got now sort of an Ozabuki and Whiteside timeshare a bit at center uh, enough that I know a lot of people have been playing Whiteside. He's still, you know, a playable commodity at 6K, but with Ozabuki taking some of that time at 3-5, I, I just doesn't excite me. Uh, if Clarkson sits, him he's questionable. That does change the the backcourt. I think it brings, uh, you know, Trent Forrest in as the first guard off the bench. Again, more of a GPP play. 
But really, the focus would be on Conley and Mitchell. Conley's 6'6", which is borderline a little high for him with his consistency. But I think Mitchell is a real deal here. He's only 8'4", and uh, that's got to be a key target for me today. I really like Donovan Mitchell. Uh, this game makes sense. I know the Knicks play slow, but uh, you know Mitchell's going to be the go-to guy here. No Gobert inside. Uh, you know, he's really a great play. You know, Bogdanovich is sort of in the Conley uh, realm. He's he's a little overpriced. Six eight is a little high for him. Uh, he's usually lower than that. I think Conley and Bogdanovich's numbers were inflated from when Mitchell was out. So really, it's, uh, uh, you know, Mitchell's the target here on that side of the ball. So again, as most games, I don't have a specific game that I say, okay, let's stack the life out of this game. It's going to be really spread out for me on this card. Uh, you know, you've got numbers all the way from the low of 209.5 from the Heat Wizards to a high of 228.5 Suns Bulls. But it just doesn't look as obvious to me as let's totally pass this game. Let's, you know, jam this game in. You know, in breaking this up and looking at lineups on all three sites, DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo, I just see a lot of medium builds little bit of exposure to most of the teams. So it's going to be a fun slate uh, in that sense. I mean, it, it really is uh, going to be, you know, cherry pick these players from each team that you think are going to fall into the best situation here. So that is it, my friends. A quick one today, five games, not a ton of buy-ups, and should be a really good, uh, you know, start to the week with a, a challenge. It's a little bit different than we've seen. I mean, it's when you start out and you start plugging in these studs right off the bat and you have one or two of them, and then you figure out the lineup from there. But this is not that way at all. I think you've got a bunch of great choices here and uh, certainly very strategic uh, day. If you want to join us, jump in at dfscoachtalk.com. You can sign up for as little as a three-day pass for 10 bucks. Uh, join us this week. Get a week pass. Our week pass is only 25. All of our NFL, everything, you get everything that we offer when you become a member. So you get everything NFL, PGA, you get everything uh, also, obviously, in the NBA. So uh, join up, give us a try. Uh, you can go to, uh, D we're at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter if you want to check us out there. Uh, I am at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. If you want to uh, send me any questions or, or contact on Twitter uh, as well. But we would love to have you. We appreciate all of you. We thank you for listening, uh, as always, and starting your week with us. And uh, we're expecting a, a huge weekend uh, this coming weekend with the Super Bowl. And leading up to that, we're, we're planning on smashing basketball. So it is going to be a fun week. Uh, definitely give us a look and we will continue to be here every day, seven days a week in front of the paywall with our NBA action. Uh, tomorrow, Tuesday is Andrew's day. He'll be diving on the basketball scene with you and I'll be back on Wednesday uh, with that slate, uh, which is a good one. So appreciate you. Have a great week, a great Monday, and we'll see you again next time when we look to crush it in NBA DFS.